0: tell you what is unbelievable, Tommy Hudson. I made that intro way back in January, it's now March, and not one of those players is playing in the biggest week of the year. Teamless Tuesday, of course, in the lead up to round one. Nico Hines, Joey Manu, Ryan Pappenhausen, not one of them will be on show for their clubs this week. It's a disappointment, but we're still looking forward to the footy anyway.
1: The, the most probably important and interesting podcast of the year, I'm hoping. Uh, on the eve of another great season but it is disappointing three big names there as you said not playing to start the year but there's plenty of other names that are returning that we can uh look at tonight
0: yeah recording this on wednesday the first of march and the season getting underway on thursday so uh, a day later this week um but we'll be aiming to come to you on tuesday nights throughout the rest of the season but planned by you stay up to date on our socials at supercoach365 for that coming up tonight uh, news around the league, as we always do. We're going to look into the team list as well and find out the key pieces of Supercoach information ahead of Round 1. Uh, all of our thoughts on those matches from this weekend, as well as our team updates, our captain's call. If we're running short for time, we might just put that on our socials as well. We'll get to your talking points, uh, though, because there's plenty of those and plenty of listener Q&As to get through, Tommy. And that's the thing, isn't it? This week, this time of year, this is the the, the golden week for Supercoach because this as I sort of say at the start of the year, everyone has an opinion. And at this time of year, nobody's wrong, which is the beauty of Supercoach before round one.
1: Exactly right. For the last, you know, two months and for the next 24 hours, all opinions are are on the table. You can't disprove any of them until tomorrow night at 7.55 p.m. So it's a really interesting time of year hearing all the different perspectives. And it seems with a few uh, interesting, I guess, events this week that we'll get into, it's been blown wide open.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that. Before we do our news, though, a bit of housekeeping as we do, turn on your notifications and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, leave a couple of comments for us as well. Tommy, I saw you in the comment section last week. You're getting back to a couple of keen viewers, so uh, no doubt you'll be trying to part on a, a little bit of that wisdom of yours before kickoff on Thursday night.
1: <laughs> oh, it's good. It's, uh, we always get a few familiar faces commenting on our YouTube and keep in touch with us it's, it's always good and always good to get uh, an opinion of what you guys what you guys think of the show
0: and exciting news tops are back we said this uh, last week they're back for season 2023 and they're back in a big big way so uh, stick around for that the back end of the podcast we're going to have a, a listener exclusive special you'll be able to find that on the website of theirs topsport.com.au no better time to sign up and if you do use the code scoach365 as always gamble responsibly tommy let's get into a bit of news though and no bigger news this week than the injury to Nico Hines. And we sat here this time last week and were saying, Nico's a must-have. Build your side around Nico. He's the first player picked. Now he's the first player gone because you can't afford, well, for, for me anyway, not giving too much away, but I'm not going to carry Nico Hines there this week in hoping he's playing round two.
1: Yeah, it's very hard to do so. Uh, 902,000, I think it is. Just sitting there on your bench would be tough to start the year. You're probably playing from behind straight away in terms of points. Uh, having said that, though, I'm not going to start with him either. But you are. How quickly are you looking to get back into your team? That's the big question from here, I think. Stick
0: around for that. We'll chat a little bit of that as we say back end of the podcast when we do reveal our teams. Uh, some positive news though for clubs and particularly the Roosters and Parramatta today. They've re-signed uh, Victor Radley and Egan Butcher. That's the Roosters, uh, and for the Parramatta Eels, Makasiva will be there until at least the end of 2025 is so an interesting one though for mine. I think he's, you know, obviously a big part of their team on that left side, but I wouldn't have been surprised if the Fijian rugby setup tried to have a go at him before this Rugby World Cup. So the fact that he's pledged his allegiance to Parramatta, that's a big win for fans and uh, not to discount that of the work of the Roosters with Radley and Butcher either.
1: Yeah, huge for Para. Um obviously he's become a bit of a favourite sign out there. The the chance of whatnot when he scores at Comp Bank and I also think they're pretty—they're lacking in depth in the outside back, so keeping someone like Sebo is very important. And the Roosters, once again, just—they seem like they're just the best club off the field, don't they? They get their men and then they keep their men, so. Great business once again for the Roosters.
0: Yeah, if they want them, they've got them. Uh, bad news, though, for the Bulldogs on the injury front with Luke Thompson set to miss the season, or at least a large chunk of it, with a lisk-frank fracture, I think it was, via the NRL physio today. So that's that bone in your foot. I think Corey Horsburgh had it a few years back for the Raiders. Um, and New Brown, surprisingly, or ironically to some degree, his replacement this weekend in that 13 jersey, he, he was told he'll never play rugby league again Doing the same injury, and that was probably twenty twenty. So, shows you how yeah. serious this injury is.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, obviously terrible for himself, but even I think this year he was becoming a bit more relevant in Supercoach once again. So it does have a bit of a bearing on the game. Um, but also, I guess contrastingly, now players like Max King, Ryan Sutton might get some more minutes at the Dogs. So it definitely is a watch this space in terms of Supercoach.
0: I guess some squad news from around the Dolphins. They've promoted two of their younger types to the top 30. So this again gives us confidence that we may see, well, we're definitely going to see Donahue this weekend. He's named to make his NRL debut off the bench in Jersey 17. But Jack Bostock, one of those uh, players that we were keeping an eye on in the trials, uh, he's been told that he can uh, join the squad and he's into the top 30. So he may play a part in the NRL at some point in the season. And important to consider that now while you're building your squad with cheapies at center
1: wing. Yeah, you probably don't want to burn trades getting in these guys later in the year, so you can start with them. That's a big bonus. I think we were expecting Bostock to start the year in first grade, were we not, perhaps? But not to be, but at least he's around the mark anyway.
0: Yeah, I think that second trial really hurt him. And As I sort of said last week, those three uh, centre-defensive pairings that he had with Aiken and uh, who else did he have on that right side? Valence Tafade and... Uh, Brinko Lee, who funnily enough retains his spot despite uh, all of those tries conceded against the Titans. Um, That's about it on the news front. So why don't we talk a bit of footy, Tommy, because there are eight games to get through this weekend and we can't wait to get stuck into these. The first one, Thursday night footy, the game which will kick off the new season, the Parramatta Reels. And the Melbourne Storm, uh, with top sport, you can get Melbourne $1.70. Eels, the home side, the outside is at $2.15. The line, as it is on Wednesday uh, evening, uh, plus two to the home team and over under 40.5. So expecting a tight game here to kick us off uh, at Combank Stadium.
1: Yeah, great game to start the year, definitely. Um, Two hot teams. Two so teams that are generally in the top six coming years and so I'm really keen for this one. I'd be keen for any game tomorrow night but Storm Eels is a bonus. Um, probably the first thing I looked at with the Eels team was there's no hooker on the bench for Josh Hodgson. Yeah. Which is surprising to me. Um, I know he's a good player and I've had him in my team at various times in the off-season. But 33 going on 34 this year, can you really play 80 minutes?
0: an interesting one, though, isn't it? And we'll have to keep an eye on this and how that final team is runs out at kickoff because Mitch Rain and and uh, Jake Arthur in the reserves there. I guess other supercoach relevant news, uh, Wanga Blake and Bailey Simonson are back, so no siding of Sean Russell or Zach Sini. But just back to Hodgson there, 80 minutes. Geez. Look, it's going to be a tough ask if you're owning him in a, in a draft comp, which I was lucky enough to get him very, very late, uh, or unlucky enough perhaps in our league last weekend. But suddenly I'm thinking this is this is this could be a valuable a value pick of the draft suddenly. We know how crafty he is around that play the ball and if he's playing 80 minutes, he's going to be making a shitload of tackles.
1: Yeah, it's all minutes based. 80 minutes would be huge, I think, for yourself in draft and classic onus, he's pretty cheap. I guess one watch is that Jake Arthur and Mitch Rain are both on the extended reserves. Yeah. So maybe by 24 hours out later tonight, being Wednesday night, we'll probably know if they're going to be in and around the squad. What do we think of the Melbourne Storm lineup tomorrow night?
0: It's very different to what we've come to expect from the Storm in recent years, and uh, obviously headlined by Supercoach News of cheapy Will Warbrick. He'll make his debut. I expect him to play on the right side, so this really opens up that left attacking side with Meeny Munster, of course, and Xavier Coates on the end of all that. Uh, that's really sparking my interest. Probably not from a Supercoach perspective, not quite yet. Uh, his price is tricky, but young Yong Pia in the left-centre role, he replaces Olam and obviously um, a very popular player, Christian Welch. He, he's named to make his long-awaited return. Liero and Katoa, they form that new look 2RF. So it, it's a it's pretty much a, a whole new Melbourne storm team from the team that we've come to expect over or come to expect to see in the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, it is uh, absolutely littered with cheapies for Supercoach, I guess. Warbrick, I think the pick of the bunch personally. There's a lot of CTW 200k players this year being the cheapest price in SuperCoach and he's one of them i'm i'm fairly keen on he was a decent work rate in that trial against the warriors yeah, and he had a couple of trials as well from memory so that was a really good audition if he could bring that tomorrow night i'm pretty keen on him there's also the back rowers in liero and katoa who are pretty cheap and i think they'll get some popularity as well
0: i think liero would be the pick of those two for mine i think katoa is probably more of that strike try scorer but at that mid-range price Liero three hundred and sixty-five thousand. Katara tick over four hundred K. If I'm finding exceptions for anyone at mid range, it's probably Liero. He is an athletic sort of build as well. Just knowing Munster though, rarely did he play short to Kenny Bromwich. It was always out the back and I don't think that changes with with uh, Liero. So just keep that in mind. Any best bets here, Tommy, the first game of the year to kick us off or anything that's that's taking your fancy?
1: Tough game, I think, for a bet. I'd narrowly side with the Storm, but anyone's game, I think maybe the under 40 and a half would be my only play. I just think it might be a bit of a scrappy, defensive sort of game being round one. As uh, everyone knows, the Storm very, very rarely lose round one, and I'll do yeah. everything they can not to do that tomorrow night.
0: I'm going the other way. I actually think this will go over. I think we expect it to go under, but we saw this time last year... or not this time last year. Um, actually, it was. Melbourne, I think they opened the season. It, was a, it went over, as I know. I checked today. Um, it was about 40 points, 44 points. Um, the Eels, much the same. So, I don't know. I can just say there's lots of new defensive combinations out there. We haven't mentioned for the Eels. Um, They're back rowers. Uh, a whole new back row with uh, Bryce Cartwright, Matt yeah. Dury, and Jermaine Hopgood. So, I mean... Th- vital positions on the field, the, the edges and, of course, the middle. I think there's going to be points out there tomorrow night.
1: Just, yeah, remiss of us not to mention those three, Cartwright, Durian, Hopgood, um, yeah. all super coach relevant now, I guess. Hopgood, you've been very keen on all off-season, as most have, and I've got on the bandwagon too, I'll admit. Uh, Durian, Cartwright, I'm not so sure about. I don't think their job security is great with players like Sean Lane and Madison to come back.
0: Yeah, they may get long enough. They may get a month they may get six weeks uh madison's obviously out i think he's back start of round four um so to me i think yeah there's there's probably well there's one definite spot there lane's probably looking at around six to eight so i'm happy to to have i'm actually happy to have all three of them but now if if i'm looking at it through that through that lens um, in terms of longevity it's it's yeah We'll have to come back on that one, though. We'll probably leave that game there, though. That, As we say, that one kicks off 7.50 p.m. tomorrow night, Thursday night, as you listen to this. Combank Stadium, the venue. Friday evening. Uh, the first of two games, this one across uh, the ditch and in New Zealand, in Wellington of all places, not Auckland, but the New Zealand Warriors will play host nonetheless. Here to the Newcastle Knights, the Warriors $1.54 favourites. The Warriors' favourites, that's such a short price. Minus 5.5, $1.92 there you're getting at the minus, or uh, what are we getting there, $1.88 at the plus the Knights. Knights' outsiders $2.48. I see here you think the Knights are a great price, so you're tipping them to to figure here
1: I am I guess look new year fresh start their team looks stronger than the Warriors That's pretty simple that I'm going off I know it's in New Zealand but Warriors haven't exactly made New Zealand a fortress mm-hmm. in their time in the NRL so going with the Knights but let's have a look at the teams firstly and we'll go with the Warriors I think there was there was always talk about Braden Army making the team and he has and yeah. if you asked me at the back end of last year where's he going to be playing I would have said Leeds Rhinos so <laughs> Very surprising to see him in the team, but maybe he could be a left-field uh, selection for some.
0: Definitely a defensive setup team, this, I think, and obviously that is is one point to that. But They've strengthened the middle, I think, with Barnett there, a bit of a hardened edge, and Nia uh on one side, Jackson Ford on another. So suddenly there's some super-coach relevant players there, and obviously those names we mentioned, they all can't fit in that starting 13, which sees Josh Curran, one of their better players of the past couple of seasons, relegated to the bench, And uh, front row forward option, Tom Arley, 250k thereabouts on the bench as well. For the Knights, I guess the talking point of the Knights was no Greg Marju in the wing. Um, We're expecting to see that. We didn't. Heimel Hunt will play on the wing. Inari Tawala in the centres for Dane Gagai. uh, With Adam Elliott and Jack Hetherington, a couple of other supercoach names who will be coming off the bench for this one. So how do we see this? Uh, Marju, obviously the shock, but some other names there for the Knights. Are they still supercoach relevant?
1: Yeah, interesting with Mazu. I'm pretty sure last week in our first team update, you had him in your side. I did. So pretty, yeah, it would be disappointing for people who did have him. And I wasn't against that at all. I thought it was, he looked a good option. I do think he must be injured though because I'm pretty sure he hasn't been named in any of the lower grade teams. Right. So there's a good chance there's an injury there because he played too well in the trial not to get a run. Uh, So I wouldn't completely sack him yet. Uh, Adam Elliott, I think long term, will get into the lock position. And I think he's someone that could be a good super coach option this year with a high work rate.
0: It's probably even a better thing for us as super coaches that he is off the bench the first couple of weeks, get that downgrade in price, and then maybe we look to him after a couple of weeks. You know, maybe um, cashing out some of those eels options, which we mentioned, those job security may you know go the other way and get him Adam Elliott, who's shored up even more so. So that's something to look out for. I see here on Twitter Barry Tui. He knows everything uh, that's going on up in Newcastle. He says Marju out with an illness rather than an injury. So um, good news for Manu, uh, Marju, not Manu. Marju owners uh, this week, or at least beyond this week, particularly draft um, people who drafted him. Uh, anything there from a bet perspective? As I sort of said, you're keen on the Knights head-to-head, and they are the outsiders.
1: Yeah, I might need a bet to get too excited about this game. It's probably the least exciting of the weekend, to be blunt. Um, yeah, I think Newcastle, look, Warriors, $1. fifty-four with top sport. That's a crazy price to take at any time, let alone round one. Yeah. And we have no idea what we're going to get from them. So, yeah, I'd have to be with the, the outsider here, the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, keep me out of it. I
0: couldn't find anything here. Um, I left this part of the uh, the run sheet blank. And as always, gamble responsibly. That's what I'll be doing in this game by not uh, getting involved. <laughs> okay, let's get involved in this one, though. This is uh, going to be a blockbuster. Friday evening, the primetime game, uh, of course. We head out to Penrith Panthers Stadium. The venue here, kickoff just after 8. The home team, dollar twenty one. The giving away 12 dollars half which I think is maybe a little bit too much. Um, obviously, Reece Walsh out, which hurts the Broncos on that front. Over, under, 40 dollars half. Uh, you're Getting about even money there as well. For the Panthers, Sonia Taruva named at wing. Um, That talk around Jesse McLean debuting wasn't true, so uh, McLean will have to wait another week. Taruva gets that wing spot. Uh, Luke Garner wins out for the left second row job, vacated by Viliami Kikau and Sonny Luke on the bench for the Panthers.
1: Yeah, not a lot of, I guess, surprises with the Panthers team. There was that talk of McLean I heard as well via the Rugby League Guru, shout out to him, but... Even with him not playing this week, perhaps he is someone to look at to fill your squad because if there is an injury in the back line, he might be next cab off the rank. Yep. So he might not be the worst play just to have in your team anyway. Um, I guess a few watches here on Sonny Luke especially. How many minutes will he get? He's going to be very popular as a, as a Penrith hooker at 234k or something like that, very cheap. Mm-hmm. So watches there and also on how much can he goes to.
0: Question without notice, if you're playing... Harry Grant or Reece Robson and and you're not going Brandon Smith would you go Sonny Luke would you go Josh Hodgson knowing what you know now that Sonny Luke's probably not going to play 80 he's definitely not Mitch Kenny's in the starting nine and then Hodgson there as well expected to play 80 but he's a little bit older in the legs it's it's a tough question and and someone's going to have to answer it
1: it's not going to be me no no he's um (laughs) look it's interesting because last week I had Hodgson and we'll look at what I have shortly this week but There's not much in it, really. I think Sonny Luke has more upside and more potential. But Hodgson, like this week, he's going to get more than Sonny Luke, definitely. But you're paying slightly more for it. So you're splitting hairs there, I think. Uh, Brisbane, probably not a lot of surprises here either. I guess Selwyn Cobbo playing fullback with Reece Walsh out is the biggest news. Does that hurt or hinder, uh, sorry, help or hinder Cobbo playing fullback instead of wing?
0: I think he's going to drop. At least two Cleary bombs. That's what I'll say here. That's probably my bold prediction of the week. They're going to test him. Um, sometimes he's got hands like a digital clock. They just, they're just they not there. Um, and for mine, I think that's the obvious target in the air. That's where Penrith can find an, an early advantage. So look out for that. And Jesse Arthur's on the wing. Corey Pakes, 14. That's probably the most relevant Supercoach news out of the Broncos. I guess Adam Reynolds is going to be there. I don't know. Was he ever in doubt? He didn't play a trial, but there were some injuries concerned so for the broncos he is there that's a big boost anytime try scorers for for mine one definitely leaped off the page here stephen crichton uh, he scored in two of three of his round one career matches he's $2.49 i just think it's a nice matchup for him i think penrith will go to that right side of theirs uh, Liam Martin will attract a couple of defenders, and Steve Crichton will prove too strong, too fast for Herbie Farnworth. I think Crichton's got a point to prove this year, and he'd want to get off on a good note, obviously going to the Bulldogs next year. First game back at home, I, I think this is a game where he can score a try.
1: Yeah, look, I agree with you. He can have the big year. Last year at the Panthers, I think he'd be looking to repay them, hopefully with another premiership uh, for his sake. I've sort of got another boring bet here, the Unders. I know it's like the worst bet in footy, cheering for no points. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But I just think Penrith, after losing the World Club Challenge, they'll be keen to just get a win here. Yeah. And they're a great defensive team at home. I can't see Brisbane scoring more than two tries.
0: Okay. Now, it makes sense. The line, as we say, 40 and a half. So if Penrith score four, um, Brisbane would have to score at least two and a half, by my math. Uh, leave that game there nothing else there for mine i guess yeah we'll talk nathan cleary when it comes to our teams do we go cleary do we go around him uh stick around for that back end of the podcast fifth game of the weekend in fact the fourth game of the weekend let's not jump uh, ahead too fast the sea eagles and the bulldogs this one at four pines park the old brookie oval saturday afternoon 40 hopefully the it'll be bathed in sun I haven't checked the weather yet, but that may influence a couple of captaincy selections, not least yours, Tommy, because that man, Tommy Turbo, is back in the number one, and he'll be ready to go.
1: Yeah, I reckon this is the game of the round. Um, really excited for this. I think there's a big hype around the Doggies coming into this year, obviously with new signings. And then also Manly's performances in the trials were really good, and arguably the best player in Supercoach, Tommy T, is back. So really excited to see this an afternoon game at Brookvale. I think there's some bigger, uh, big opportunities for some big scores here.
0: In the halves, Cooper Johns uh, will partner Daly Cherry Evans, so he beats out KO Weeks. I was big on KO. I still am. I think he'll have a great year, um, just not this week in, in the 6th jersey. Look at their bench, though. KO Weeks 14, Ben Travoyevich 15, Bullymore is there as well. So it's not a huge bench. in fact i'd go with the opposite to say it's a small bench and that to me means that there's going to be bigger minutes on offer there for the likes of jake trevojevic front row forward second row forward eligible you're paying around 500k maybe over that is he worth it though we're going to have to we're going to get a good look this weekend at least
1: yeah i guess he'd be taking him on trust and he's going to return to how good he was a few years ago i remember I'm going to say 2018 or or thereabouts. He was one of the better players on Supercoach in that role. Mm. Probably hasn't reached those heights for a while, but perhaps this year playing in the front row and with that small bench. But on that same line of thinking, I think someone who would be popular this week, Sean Kepi at the short price named at Locke. I don't think he's in for huge minutes just with those names on the bench. All three of those would be capable of coming on and playing Locke almost. So... I don't think he'd get many more minutes than if he was named at front row.
0: I don't... I mean, I've got him there. I feel like I have to have him dual position at the price, Kepi. I just don't love it. Like, you go back and look at his scores, Supercoach scores from previous seasons. Even when he started, he's not been that great. So, I'd love to be proven wrong. Uh, Ko Weeks, who I've already mentioned there, I think he's going to play that Dylan Walker sort of roving role. I, I don't see anyone else there that can play as a ball player to that degree. Maybe it's even Johns. I think he's you know a bigger body can sort of go in the middle and let uh, Weeks go to an edge. So we'll see how that one pans out. For the Bulldogs though, very quickly Paul Alamotti uh, has been named in the center, so that's great news for Super Coaches. He's one of the more popular players in the game so Alamotti will start on that left side uh, you've already mentioned the bad news to uh, Luke Thompson but that sees Max King and Ryan Sutton named in the front row with F- Amanu Brown to wear 13 uh, and on the bench Franklin Pele in jersey number, you can tell me, I think it's 16 but 16. Pe- Pele, yeah front row forward cheapy, 200k 216k to be precise, he gets a go
1: yeah, there'll be some very popular players in this game from the doggies. Probably on people's benches, though, to be honest. Like Alamotti, similar to Warbrick and Khan Pereira. Very cheap CTWs will be filling the benches of most teams, I'd imagine. Maybe even getting a start for some teams. Um, and then on the bench, like you said, Jaden Tanner as well. I'm yeah. not even sure who that is. I've never heard of him until. Is this his James Schiller or something? Just rocks up and he's no, in get, the team. But... So get this. I looked
0: at this today. He's a prop. Guess which club he's come from? Panthers. Yeah, exactly right. The Panthers. They just produced another first grader that we've never heard of. But you know what? He'll probably come on and be one of the best props on the field. That that's the sort of and that's the thing. So you look at that. So Jaden, this is actually a, a point of talking. Uh, Franklin Pele, two hundred and sixteen k. Jaden Tanner, two hundred k flat. So yeah. I know squads are getting very cheap and, and very tight around that. Um, back-up front-row forward position, would you go Tanner over Pelé without having seen him?
1: Yeah, well, it's int- I haven't even thought of that, but that's, that's a good point. Um, Pelé is probably just getting picked up because he's been around for a while and he's had some performances in trials which have caught the eye. But yeah. will he actually score any more than Tanner? Who, who knows? Probably <laughs> splitting hairs. Jacob Preston is another one, Jersey 17. He's a 2RF, also 200K flat. So heaps of options here to fill your bench with.
0: Stick around. Uh, a couple of those feature in my team. I can't remember who I landed on. I'll have to. I'll have to see when we get to it. There's, there's been so many players in and out of my team in the last 24 hours. Uh, you're keen here, mainly at the minus four and a half. I think they do a, a job on the Bulldogs here. I like that. I think that line's far too thin. Um, Ruben Garrick for mine. Two or more tries, $4.20 with top sport. I think that's the value play. A $1.89 any time try scorer. I think he gets at least one, but I'd rather look at two, uh, $4.20. He's had 19 tries in 30 games at Brookvale, so he's no stranger to a try at rookie.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. I think Manly here, even 13 plus, we can look at options like that. Um, I do think the dogs go well this year, but all these new signings trying to gel in round one away to Manly, I, I just think it'll be a big win for the, for the Seagulls.
0: And he's hoping that Tommy Turbo can get through the 80 minutes unscathed because that's what we want. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that's what we all want, not only as super coaches but as rugby league fans and as proud New South Welshman. We just need him on the field come origin time and it all starts here, round one. Uh, let's talk the next game, though. Speaking of uh, good teams and good players, uh, plenty on show here. The North Queensland Cowboys at home against the Raiders. So this one, uh, Saturday evening, 5.30 p.m., New South Wales time, I think we're still on daylight time this time of year, so uh, a 4.30 kickoff there in, in Townsville. The Cowboys, $1.37 favourites. Uh, they're giving away eight points here to the Raiders, $3.10 outsiders, and that line uh, just about $1.90 each. Over under 43.5 with topsport.com.au, and this time of year, the heat in Townsville expecting points uh, are plenty, You you could think.
1: Yeah, similar to the Manly game, I, I think Cowboys players could be going big in this one. Um, the team picks itself really. They look one to seventeen. Basically, I guess jersey fourteen for you, Jake Granville is a bit <laughs> annoying for Reese Robson, but we expected that. Yeah. Cohen Hess playing on an edge is also a different to different to how it's been the last few years. So maybe maybe a little bit more scoring potential there for him.
0: And he's dual as well, so I think that's, that's a handy uh, point to note. If you wanted to play that mid-range front row forward, sort of to partner there with Christian Welch, and you didn't want to go higher than that, and around you know the Cotters and the Tinos and the Tarpines and such, it could be an option there, 80 minutes on an edge, uh, we think anyway. Just on Granville, yeah, look, I was thinking about this today. I actually think that they can coexist, Like, and I don't know if that's wishful thinking or if... That's just me reading between the lines of what I saw in the trial. I do think that Robson can still play 70-plus minutes, which which will be enough. Um, Griffin Neame, Jermaine Tanoa-Brown, and James tarma on the bench, it looks a little bit thin. So even if Roberts, Robson and Granville are on the field at the same time, I don't think that really hurts Robson too much.
1: No, I still think Robson's a solid option. I don't... like. Just a spoiler. I'm not picking him purely mm. for that reason. If Jake Granville wasn't there, I think I would pick him. Just tricky. Which is a question mark around the minutes? He's still probably going to get you know 60 to 65 minutes and get 60 points. So definitely not a bad job at all. The Raiders, uh, Seb, Chris, and Jersey one. I think Rapana came out and said he didn't want to play fullback. So we've gone to a player who's never played fullback. I it's dangerous signs really as the Raiders fan this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not excited at all about this game.
0: I think the makeup of the bench, though, it tells me that they're expecting it to be hard and fast and that they're, they're going to have to rotate their middles because they're obviously starting with uh, Pasami solo uh, Danny Levi, Joey Tarpane, surprisingly, perhaps not unsurprisingly, back in the front row after that one game at lock in the trial. Uh, Corey we're and Naira at 13, but a big bench. So they've got three middles on there and a hooker. So it tells you that these edge sort of players, they're going to be playing big minutes Whether that's Harawir and Naira or Elliot Whitehead or a combination of those guys splitting minutes, one of them's probably going to play 80 and one of them may not. Yeah,
1: Yeah, There's a couple of names here worth talking about. I guess Solo um, or Solo, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he was a surprise inclusion. I think Papali is uh, injured. So Solo comes in this week. I've... I think a few people will have him as a cheapie on their bench, but mm-hmm. his job security is probably poor as a starter. He'll be back to the bench, you'd think, in coming weeks. So just maybe treat uh, tread cautiously there. Corey Heronara, I've always had a rap on him as a super coach player, but he's often on the bench. If he can lock down this starting lock position, yeah, I think he could be uh, a decent pod throughout the year.
0: No Trey Mooney at least not in the 17. He's in jersey number 21. Uh, He was a popular player in a lot of teams and a lot of draft teams that we did see uh, in the lead-up to to a team this Tuesday. So he he shouldn't be there. Pasami Saulo, would you still carry him as a dual position, sort of like a Sean Kepi in your super coach team, knowing that he's he's going to be relegated to the bench at some point? But starting round one, is that enough to have him ahead of some of those others at, at front row or second row as cheapies?
1: yeah, possibly. I just, as I said, the job security. And, you know, the Raiders have so many forwards, such a big rotation of forwards, so he's probably yeah. no, never going to get big minutes. That's the only issue.
0: If you are having a bet this weekend, I think this is the game to do it. And I really like uh, the look of Valentine Holmes, $2.53 anytime. Tommy Dearden, $3.30 anytime. Forget Murray tallongi to score one. Get on him to score two, $4.60. <laughs> That's just the way that they, they're going to be going left all night, the Cowboys. Scotty water. he'll be firing bullets, uh, the gunslinger. Rapana and Tomoko uh, led the Raiders in 2022 for the most try causes. So essentially, this is defensive reads which lead to tries being caused, as the, the stat would suggest. Uh, Rapana, 17. Tomoko, 15. So between them, they've conceded 32 tries down their defensive right side. So get on the Cowboys' left.
1: Yeah, look, it's terrible to say as a Raiders fan, but I agree with you. I think this could be a a worry. Um, I'll add Reese Robson into the mix anytime, $4.50. Yeah, nice. In the heat up there, we might struggle late and he could be cutting us up. Beautiful. Let's leave that game there
0: and move on to the main course on Saturday night. Of course, I'm speaking of the Sharks back at home to the Rabbitohs and and Nico Hines, less Sharks They line up like this. Uh, with Braden at Trindle at seven. Teague Wilton, you've already said he will start on the left side. Uh, big win for super coaches. Wade Graham relegated to the bench. Alongside Oregon Cafusi, who will make his club debut off the pine. For the Rabbitohs, uh, Thompson, Isaac Thompson will line up on the right wing as we expected. Um, Blake Taff, Jersey 14, Davi Moale, also a super coach name relevant. Uh, front row forward cheapy on the bench. The Sharks, outsiders at home, $2.50 with top sport. Uh, they're getting a five-and-a-half star, which is massive for mine.
1: Yeah, I dare say uh, when Hines was in the team, they may have been favourites even. So, obviously, they're seeing that as a huge out. Yeah. I think the biggest name for me in Coach this week for Sharkies is Teague Wilton. hmm I'm denied about having him, and I'm still not 100% convinced if I'm going to or not. Um, obviously, left side for Sharks probably plays 80, I reckon. yeah mm-hmm. um, Big ticks. But is he is he a big score on super Coach? I don't know. He can he runs a good line, he could score a try. I don't know. Give me some guidance. <laughs>
0: I think that's that's yeah. I think that's the um the upside, isn't it, to having someone like Wilton there is that he can score a try. Uh Matt Moylan involved in more than forty one percent of Sharks' tries last year, which again tells me that they're going left regardless of if Hines is there or not. So he might even be more involved this week, Nico Hines. Uh, rather Matt Moylan. Um, I like it. I like Teague Wilton. He's definitely in my team. He'll be in a lot of teams this weekend. So he's there for mine. And, um, yeah, I think he's almost a no-brainer to have there.
1: Yeah, well, okay. You've sold me like a used car salesman. So he may be in there um, later on. We'll see. It's a tough one. Connor Tracy named in Jersey 18. Is he the best player in the NRL to not even make the 17 in, at his club? Yeah. He could go to any other club and make the team.
0: He's someone like a like a Jack Bird or a Tyrant Peachy. Like their their versatility is almost to their detriment, you know? Because yeah. he could play one to seven and, you know, at a pinch nine. So it's just like he's not a specialist anything. I think the year before he made his first grade debut he was intra super premiership five eighth of the year. And then he played most wow. of his debut year on the wing. So that just tells you he's a footy player, to use the term, he could play anywhere.
1: Surely someone picks him up soon from another club. He's just wasted sitting there. Yeah. Sharks took
0: a pun on him. He is a local junior, and he, he was coming off, I think, three ACLs. Um, he went to South, did his ACL. Sharks threw him a lifeline. Good kid. Anyway, um, anytime try scorers is best bets here. For mine, I'm going South, even though I thought the Sharks is, is overs at the price. I'm going South in terms of try scorers. Uh, the Sharks' right half, right centre wing, right edge leaked a combined thirty percent of the Sharks' tries last year. Obviously, Nico Hines was a part of that, but I don't think that changes. And up against South's deadly left side, I think Cody Walker two dollars sixty, Isaiah Tass three dollars forty. They're the obvious bets outside of Alex Johnston, who you declared last year as the best bet in world sport. A dollar sixty eight anytime try scorer here.
1: Yep, yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise you, would it? Uh, I don't know if I could chime in at dollar sixty eight round one, but hey, it'll probably happen. I'll go with T. Wilton. the man we are just talking about. Uh, your stat about Matt Moylan is a big reason for that. Yeah. Huge amount of try involvements. T. Wilton runs a good line, and I think he'll be running at Lockie Elias. So yeah, that's okay. not bad. 4 dollars 20. Uh, I'm happy to be on that. Just quickly on South before we go to the next game. I feel like we have written them off. Their players off, sorry, in Supercoach a lot mm. uh, in our podcast so far this year because of their hard draw to start the year and also not playing around 26, but could that bite us in the arse? Definitely, I'm a bit yeah. worried
0: all the time. Like, we've spoken for five minutes about Souths and we haven't mentioned Damien Cook and Latrell Mitchell. Like, there's, they're almost sort of like I was saying there with, with um, Connor Tracy. They're almost hampered by how good they are because they're just too... The price that they carry in round one, It's just, it's just too much to justify around those other players who can do serviceable roles in the same positions. But... Yeah, I think from what we definitely saw in the Charity Shield, Cook and Latrell and even Cody to a degree, they're, they're going to surprise us of, of just how good they are despite the naysayers, I think, this year.
1: Yeah, and I think if I had to pick one South player, I don't have any in my team, but I would go maybe Cam Murray. With these hard games, I don't think it impacts his scoring. It might even help if these are hard, sort of tough games to start the year. It might increase his minutes and I'll lead to some big scores definitely look
0: out for that 70 plus scores from Cameron Murray you'd expect okay let's get on to this one this is Sunday afternoon this is history in the making the Dolphins at home home being Suncorp Stadium this week against the Sydney Roosters they'll play for the arty beats and Medal. um proud day for all involved and and as a proud Dolphin myself I'll probably have a tear in my eye run out six dollars outside as they are this week the Roosters $1.13 Tommy's laughing at me he's laughing at me Seven and a half start, they get the Dolphins on their debut that game. That's too much. They're going to compete the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, it's a bit disrespectful. I agree with you. But uh, from a super coach point of view, I've got to be honest, I've, I haven't done much with the Dolphins. Uh, they just haven't come into my brain. Yeah. I think Ray Stone is the only one who I've sort of flirted with. And I reckon, I'm going to say here, within three weeks, he'll be in the starting 13 for the Dolphins. He's too good and influential in that team to be on the bench Well, I don't know why he's not starting
0: Yeah, they're easing him back maybe off that ACL, and I get yeah, I agree, I think he is too good, he's too mobile their middles are going to be slow I think he could play the Cam McInnes role, like watch on for 20 and then play for 60 maybe that's to their benefit um, the one Dolphin that has come into calculation suddenly, I think, is Isaiah Katoa because he's dual position eligible, halfback five eight, he's rock bottom price. He looks like he's going to get a good go at this jersey. I don't think they'd put him in, and then sack him next week. So I think he's there for at least two months. Like realistically, I can't see them burning an eighteen year old from the from the get go. Uh, he will be there. So he's he's there. At jersey six, Milford dumped to the reserves, and as we said at the top, Kurt Donahue, He'll make his debut off the bench.
1: Yeah, Katoa, um I guess not a surprise to those who have followed the Dolphins closely like you have. I know you've been talking him up for a while now, and it's probably, it's good to see him get it run. We knew what we were gonna get from Milford, but yeah. Katoa is, he's the future, let's be honest. So it's good to see him get the start. I think, it depends how you're playing super coach, I suppose. I think a lot of teams are playing two strong halfbacks, two strong five-eighths. Mm-hmm. But if you are looking to make money in those positions, Katoa is probably your best bet. Uh, the Roosters look very strong i have to be honest. Uh, Brandon Smith starting in his new club. There's no obvious nine on the bench, although mm. Drew Hutchison, I'd imagine, will come on and play some nine. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that was a takeaway for me. Obviously, looking at that, Brandon getting the start with, with Turpin not there. Um, I guess the other super coach news from the Roosters, yeah, Allen, uh, Corey Allen, that is, and Jackson Bowler will play on that right side. Uh, no, Joey Manu, like we mentioned at the top, and Egan Butcher, obviously getting that job uh, with brother Nat in the back row. Egan will play on the left. Um, Brandon, we've we've knocked him for a few weeks, but he's the most owned player in the game. Well, Would you be tempted, knowing now that Turpin's not there? It's just a little bit more certain for Brandon suddenly.
1: I still don't think he plays eighty. I still don't think he does. Um, yeah. Look, I've made my bed with him. I need to line it. Just wait and see what happens. But look, I could easily be wrong. We could easily be wrong because I think, like you said, there over 50% of the game owns him. So it could uh, bite us for sure. And the, yeah, the back row was interesting for me. Egan and Nat Butcher. Yeah, Definitely looked at both of those guys, and I'd say they'd both be pretty, uh, pretty popular with, obviously, Angus Crichton not there.
0: Yeah, um, best bets here for mine, even though I said it's too much, a seven and a half. I just I can't find value outside of Daniel Tupo to score a double. Again, I think they're going to go left, Roosters left, Dolphins right. Um, Tupo's the obvious target there, $3.10 to score a double. Or Tedesco trailing back up the middle, $4.10 for him to get a double. And I think there's a little bit of an omen bet here. I think Felice Cafusi was like the first name to sign for the Dolphins. $6.50 anytime. Outside of Sean O'Sullivan, I know O'Sullivan just likes to hit short. So, I, I don't know. I just see this. Cafusi, there's a bit of synergy there. First bloke to sign for the club, maybe he gets a try in the first ever game. I think this is Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I probably am.
1: Oh, well, you probably are. <laughs> but I don't hate it. Um, SOS is good for a short ball, like you're saying. So, I agree with that part of it. I'm going to go with the Dolphins at the line. Um, I've kind of bagged them out all off to you. But this is a big line. Seven and a half at home. Yeah. If you remember back to last year, Roosters round one, we were very keen on them and they got pumped by Newcastle. So they're no good things to start the year absolutely firing. I'd rather be with a team giving uh, with 18 starts sort of thing. So, yeah, go the Dolphins. Up the Reds,
0: up the Fins. Um, would you be more confident in that line bet if it was 18 and a half? Just noting the, the line 17 and a half. Just that high, you know, half a point or a points difference here from three converted tries.
1: I, of course, but look, I think it could be not really close. I think it might be a 12-point game, but then yeah. at the same time, if Roosters get a few early and click into gear, well, it could be 50 or something.
0: You just think, though, if they're ever going to be up for a game, it's it's this one. You hope so, anyway, sure. as, a, as a Dolphins fan. Okay, uh, rounding us out, last game of the weekend. This one's Sunday evening, Leichhardt Oval, the venue. Uh, this one here, it's going to be, again, you mentioned uh, Manly Bulldogs as one of the games of the round. I think this could be, like, this is a smoky good game, uh, suddenly, uh, given the off-season signings. One of those, though, John Bateman, he won't be there. Sean Bloor gets a start. I think he'll play on the left side, um, which we'll see Isaiah Papali'i on the right side. Just interesting to note here, the Tigers, they've lost their past three games to the Titans at all venues, and the Titans coincidentally have won their past three games at Leichhardt. Not that that matters here. But just something to, to note, Tigers' favourites here, $1.70 with top sport. Titans' outsiders, $2.15. The line, minus two and a half. And uh, the Titans, they're getting the start at
1: $1.85. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a really good game. One of the best of the round. I think it'll be... I think that's aided by the trial form of both teams. Obviously, Tigers were good beating the Raiders. and Sorry, Tigers were good beating the Raiders and Titans were good beating the Dolphins. Yeah. Whether that form is actually strong or not, we'll find out on Sunday night. But uh, for Wes, Sean Bloor is the story there. Um, I was an owner of him in 2021 for a while, and Mm -hmm. he's solid without being spectacular. But I think at the price, 234K, he's going to be in a lot of teams, and I think that's fair enough. Um, Obviously, the fact that Bateman's out is huge, but you'd have to think there's going to be a spot on the bench for him there all year if he's starting this week. So pretty happy to have him. For so the Titans, the good news
0: is uh, Khan Pereira will definitely get that start at left wing. Just having to note here, uh, Isaiah, uh, Isaac Liu, rather Isaac Liu, jersey 13, Clark 15. Um, just I think there was some talk in the preseason that Clark would start at lock. Um, dual position eligible. He was super coach relevant for, for a while there, but he, I don't think he is off the bench. Neither is uh, Jaden Campbell um, coming off the bench in Jersey 14. So just a, a weird complexion to the bench here with Campbell there. I don't know how they get him into the game unless they're up by 20 points because why would you bring him on, particularly when you're down? Like maybe – I agree he's got speed that could change the game, but he's not the, the playmaker type off the bench like a Dylan Walker, I don't think anyway, that could come on and be tough in the middle and also offer that ball-playing role.
1: It's a very small bench, isn't it? It's a very small team, really, other than Tino – they're all quite like Joel Wiff's mobile, Aaron Clark's back rower at most, Foto is pretty mobile, and Stimson. Yeah. There's no big bodies there, so they're really going to play that fast sort of quick game. Um, I don't know how that impacts any of their minutes. I'm not going to touch any of them, to be honest, except for Feeder on that right edge. Hopefully, he shows the form he showed in some of the trials, and it takes a lot of runs.
0: Okay, well, keep an eye on that. And yes, uh, that last trial would fill you with some confidence there um, about... David Fafita. Uh anytime try scorers for mine. I couldn't really find a whole heap of value here. I just think if you're gonna anchor your multis, maybe it could be you know your Alex Johnston type uh, Daniel Tupo into uh Nofa Luma. Um $1.83, you'd get about six bucks all up for that. So it could be a nice little play to end the week in the last three games of the weekend. Um, but for mine, yeah, I couldn't find a whole heap of value here. The over-under 46.5, that's just plenty of points, and it's probably bang on. So I, I couldn't yeah. say over-under with any conviction on that one.
1: Yeah, I came into this thinking I'd back the overs, but it's very high line. And then I came into it thinking I'd back Cam Pereira uh, anytime, but he's $1.80 or something. So well yeah. found. Uh, on that same line of thinking, though, four and down the left were great in the trial. Mm-hmm. He might go short to both for more. $3.50, that That'll be my bet.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. So that's the eight games of the weekend. We're going to have a quick break on the other side. What you've really been uh, waiting for. Why you're here. We're going to update our teams ahead of round one. Stick with us. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast. Proudly brought to you by, once again, Season 2023 by topsport.com.au. Suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement.
1: What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.
0: Yeah, that number on your screen, one 800 we have had that on speed dial, you and I, over the last couple of years. No, we haven't. We've been gambling responsibly, of course. Okay, Tommy, let's do this. This is our team update. Do you want to kick us off here, mate? Because I think your team, as you said, you've had a couple of updates, a couple of changes from where we were this time last week.
1: Yeah, we'll let the strongest team go first. So I'll take the reins here. (laughs) This is an early jab. Sorry, let's just,
0: I'm just going to jump in here. If you are uh, watching on YouTube, this will obviously make a whole heap of sense. If you're listening on the podcast, we'll still run through this team uh, 1 to 17 or or 1 to 25 as it is. And uh, yeah, if not, jump on over to the YouTube. Check us out there at Supercoach365. Go on, Tommy.
1: Thank you. So, yes, first of all, I will go from the top. Harry Grant. First person I picked at the start of the year, staying Sonny Luke. Now, last week I had Hodgson. I've gone to Sonny Luke. Obviously, seeing Hodgson with no hooker on the bench this week is a bit of a concern, but I just needed that extra 100k. So I don't know. What are your thoughts here?
0: No, I get it. And it makes sense. And that's sort of why I said to you at the top, uh, this is going to be a popular combination, I feel. If not Brandon Smith, it's definitely Harry Grant and Sonny Luke, although Josh Hodgson may be rearing some eyebrows as well, but no, this is this is this looks way, the way forward, I think, if you are going with a, a, an out-and-out out gun and a cheaping.
1: Yeah, I think that's how I want to play the hooker slide. Other years I've gone two guns, but this year just opting to play this method. Uh, front rowers, Welch and Otokomanu, they've been there pretty much the whole time of the offseason, and they're both named this week, so I'm happy with that. Franklin Pelé and uh, Tino's brother. I can't, I can't say his Come last on, name. Come on, give again. it a go. Fa'as Suleim Awi it's a pass there's a reason I actually have him now he plays the last game of the round so does itokamanu. Wow. if my vice captain is to go big I'll be looping uh, Isaac as captain
0: this is chestnut checkers isn't it and that's the sort of thinking you need and that's the sort of content you're going to get here on the supercoach 365 podcast we are always one step ahead i like that and i think check it out as well as the titans the the bulldogs are another team which plays a whole heap of sundays so if you are grabbing enough and you're probably not at center wing um but if you were again look at uh, jared skelton i think He's not quite in the squad yet, and there looks to be some depth there around centre wing, Jared Skelton, the Bulldogs. He could be an option as an out-and-out out. enough, but you found it in Asul Maliawi, so well found.
1: Yeah, they can come in handy just having one or two of these players who aren't going to play at all. So he's my one for this week. Uh, second row for feeder... He's a, st- he's a tough watch, weekly. Hopefully yes. he gets involved this year. Tamalolo is just a bit of personal bias towards him. I think I could probably go cheaper in this spot, but at the moment I've gone Tamalolo. Mm-hmm. Hop on the bandwagon, and then on the bench, Ray Stone, who I'm hoping gets more minutes than we're expecting on the bench. Yep. Uh, Schuster's there ready to go once he's back. And Sean Bloor... Getting the start this week, I'm happy to have him as a cheapie. Okay,
0: so interesting there, no Teague Wilton. Um, although I did my best to talk you into that. Would you consider Teague now, knowing what you know and thinking what you think?
1: Yeah, that's my one consideration at the moment. I still might change. I could go Tamaloa to, to Teague Wilton, yeah. and then go from Sonny Luke to Josh Hodgson with that extra bit of money. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll Just... find out in our team updates tomorrow night on Instagram at 7 p.m. Wow.
0: Nice little plug there. Love it. Um also looking at this though, no Matt Dury, no uh Bryce Cartwright. So you've only gone hop good of those three, which I get it, because you just want to spread those those eels resources.
1: Yeah, that's the reason. I just don't see any job security for the other two, but like I do understand for the next few weeks they're gonna make some money, but I don't yeah. know. They're gonna it's gonna be trades we're gonna to have to make in a few weeks.
0: Okay. Uh push us on here, your half. Now this is gonna be a talking point.
1: Yeah, I'll do the four halves here. So Cleary and Walker, uh, it was Hines and Walker, but obviously Hines out, got to go to Cleary. I mean, you could risk it without him with the buy-in round three, but mm-hmm. back at home on uh, on Friday night against the Broncos, he's very capable of getting 100. And I don't want to miss out on 100 in week one, playing from behind straight away. So I'm too scared not to have him, I guess. And then in the 5-8, I've got Munster and Dewey. I think the two best six options this year, so I want to be with both of them.
0: I like it. So you're setting and forgetting just about there at 5 until come origin time, hopefully. Um, Adam Dilly, I think he has around 6, around 7 by. So you'll just have to consider that. And for clarity's sake, for those listening, uh, Sam Walker at halfback, not Cody. Not that you can play yeah. in there anyway, but just just to be clear. Um, okay, no, I like your halves. What about that Cleary buy in round 3? Is that a consideration or are you just happy to go around it?
1: No, I've definitely considered it. Um Uh, Look, I'll probably be getting rid of him for Heinz. That's my plan at the moment. I have left 81K in the bank. Um, There's 61K between Cleary and Heinz. So I've left enough money there to go straight to Heinz if I want to. And I think I will want to. But I do want Cleary for the meantime. Uh, CTW, I've gone real cheap here. Uh, Two guns to start off with, Holmes and Meany. Two goal-kicking backs, Holmes, I think the Cowboys don't have a bye till round 14 or something mm, like 15. that. It's a long 15. And they've got a lot of easy games in there. So I think he's he's the top of the pops in terms of CTWs. And Meany also, if the Storm go well, he'll be scoring big. And then a raft of cheapies. Uh, Taruva and Warbrick, I'm playing them this week. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Alamotti, Camperera, and Jesse McLean is just enough as well on the bench. Mm-hmm.
0: That's going to be a talking point as well. I love Val Holmes. I love Nick Meany. Um, yeah, they're 65-plus they're scorers each and every week, and you're going to need that from your center wings, aren't you, knowing that you're going to have to make that choice out of uh, Taruva, Warbrick, Alamotti, or uh, Khan Pereira each and every week. Um, yeah, uh, uh, and as you sort of say, you've settled on Taruva and Warbrick this week. Why those ahead of Kamperera, who's Pereira, who's eighty three with top sport anytime, yeah. or, or Alamotti on a dry rookie deck, you know. Um, to tell us why because it's going to be, again, this is a question which others are going to have to answer as well.
1: Yeah, look, Taruva, I guess I'm just thinking back to Taylor and May last year. Um, I, is he going to play left or right wing? That's a I, massive consideration. We don't know yet. I think and... he plays left. Yeah, okay. Well, it's I hope It's not certain,
0: doesn't... but I think he does. In New South Wales Cup he played left wing. He played right centre in the trials, but I think that was out of necessity rather than like a, a want. Um Brento or outside of Stephen Crichton, why would you change it? I think it's easy enough for Isaac Tango to, to adjust to having Taruva there. Why disrupt two edges rather than one? That's the way I would yeah. see it.
1: Well look, I'm hoping I'm seeing it like that too, and I'm hoping it is because we saw how good Taylor May was last year. Taruva could probably pick up where he left off, really. Yeah. So that's my hope anyway. Uh Warbrick, I thought he got through some work in the trial, so I've sided with him. Yep has left me with five Storm players this round, so that's a bit scary. Yeah, um, okay. They go bust tomorrow night. I'm in a world of pain.
0: And your fullbacks surround us out. Now, this is also a talking point. Those watching have already got the um, the spoiler here, but tell us, uh, you have playing Tom Travojevic on your field over James Tedesco, and there's a very good reason why.
1: Yep, happy with those two, but I have gone turbo as captain this week. Uh, Cleary is vice-captain turbo captain i think there's a lot of options i think teddy is an option as well yeah. as well as cleary i don't know i'm just backing my guard i feel like man they're gonna have a big game i think turbo can hit the ground running so you know round one i'm happy to just have a go at captain
0: no and there are worse options like uh, T- uh, turbo was a, just a default captain in 2021 so why not now and um, won't get a better game i don't feel back at home Saturday afternoon against the Bulldogs, who conceded close to 40 in their last trial. So it, it all makes sense. Um, and you've left some money in the bank, uh, $81,000 thereabouts to be exact. Tell us why and in, in your thinking for that.
1: Yep, so again, mm-hmm. it's mainly due to the Heinz factor. I'm thinking and hoping he's only out for a one to two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to want him getting back in pretty quick. Uh, just, I've just got a strong feeling about Heinz this year being as good as he was last year. So I'm probably going to go straight to him and I do need a bit of money sitting there to get to him without having to go multiple trades. So that's the logic there.
0: 25 Savage as it is now, Wednesday evening. But as as he already said, stay tuned to our Instagram at supercoach365 right across the socials uh, an hour before kickoff. So once those final teams are settled on that Thursday night game, uh, we'll be posting our teams there. Anything else you want to to leave us with uh, on that one?
1: Not really. I'm pretty happy. Tamalolo or Teague Wilton is a big consideration. I think it makes more sense to go Wilton financially, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like Cowboys players could be just great to set in forgets this year. And then would you reinvest that money
0: into upgrading McLean I... to someone else and, or you'd still leave that money there for Hines and, and future trades?
1: I'd potentially upgrade Sonny Luke to Josh Hodgson again, but look, I don't know. I'll have a sleepless night tonight thinking about it.
0: Yeah okay, uh, you'll be biting those fingernails. There'll be nothing left come kick off tomorrow. Uh, this is my team, for what it is, fins and tins. Uh, we'll start at the top with the hookers. I've gone large here, so a bit of a different tactic to you. I've gone, I've gone bulk. Harry Grant, uh, he is my vice captain this week. Although I, I won't be playing a loop, I don't have a non-playing player as it is. Uh, Harry Grant for me at the top with Reese Robson. So I'm spending close to 1.5 mil at the top. It's a ballsy call, um, but I think there's better value there investing in Robson rather than Cheese, who does have that round four buy and a buy in round thirteen. So come round thirteen, I'm already getting two more games out of Robson than I am Cheese. I'm guaranteed seventy plus minutes with Robson that I'm not out of Sonny Luke or, jo- or well, I was going to say or Josh Hodgson, but. I just, for mine, there's more security there in having Robson and locking it away. I think Melbourne also have an early-ish buy, around six, round seven. So then I just play Robson that week. Like, there's just so many reasons for mine. Three good ones, just I've said there, for having two big games or big names at dummy half.
1: Yeah, look, they'll both do a great job for you. They're probably the best two hookers coming into the year for Supercatch, I think, with fixtures and whatnot and buyers. Um, I guess main question is, last week you had Sonny Luke in that spot. Yeah. You spent four hundred K more to get to Robson. So you've obviously made some big changes elsewhere.
0: I have. I have, and that's on the back of that news of no Nico Hines. So we'll push on here in the front row, Ruben Cotter with Christian Welch. I've I've, been, I've had this team, those two really for, for large parts of the preseason. I haven't saw I haven't tried to go around them, I should say. Uh, you took a Mano. I take the point, but I'd just rather not. Um <laughs> I just, I just, there's just too many middle forwards there at the Tigers, and even you know if Nunu Apole off the bench can come on and play middle like he was playing prop back in the last year, I just, I just rather not be involved in that. Uh, off the bench for me, Davi Moale and Franklin Pele. So I've answered my own question there, Pele or Tanner. I'm going Pele. Pele.
1: Yep, Moale. I guess he's starting for you, or well not starting? But he's in your reserves this week as a playing reserve. Are you just hoping for? 35 good minutes.
0: I think I've sent you the wrong screenshot. So my reserves, as it is on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, sorry, my bad, as, as, as you're watching here, I think it's Robson, Hughes, Brimson, and Drinkwater. So I don't know no, what right. I've done Actually, here. I no, haven't reserved right. Drinkwater. No. What I've sent, Tommy, this is production nightmare. Um, <laughs> Davy Molale will not be getting a start ahead of Scotty Drinkwater. Or two. No,
1: that would be, be absolute suicide, wouldn't it? Now, look, I do you think Ruben Cotter, for you, is like my Jason Tamalolo. You're just looking at these Cowboys players and just you kind of want to load up on them yeah. with their long run to the buys sort of thing and the easy games. I just think like
0: Cotto was injured for parts of last year as well. Like if he can stay injury free and play that big middle role, like why why would I not spend, like he's priced at a 62 average. Like he could be a 75 point player there, you know, like we could be getting a discount. I don't know. That's just the way I'm looking at it anyway. I'm no expert, clearly, Um, going off my rank last year, but I'm happy to go with Cotter. I think I'd rather spend the the 600K on Cotter at front row than 600K on David Fafita at second row. Yes, Fafita's more of a threat, but Cotter's just that reliable type, and I I sort of need that with the amount of punts I'm having in this team.
1: Yeah, no, you've absolutely got set and forget front row there, Welch and Cotter, similar to Grant and Robson. You're really riding the Cowboys and Storm train so far.
0: I might have to swap this Dolphins hat for a Cowboys hat because as we continue here, you'll you'll see there's a real uh, North Queensland flavor. In the back row, though, Teague Wilton, Jermaine Hopgood, and Bryce Cartwright uh, on the bench. So not playing these uh, three this weekend, but happy to have a look at them. Sean Kepi, Matt Dury, and Sean Blore. So all three Eels back rowers. I've got them all. And, you know, I could probably shift um, some others around at that price, 234 k and get in a Ben Murdoch, Masilla. But I don't know. why, Why risk it? I think Eels... They look like players that can figure heavily for at least the next two months or at least the next month before Madison comes back. And, and maybe they split minutes after that, but why not start with them? I just think there's more upside there with these players than some others.
1: Yeah, look, financially, this is going to be a huge slot for you, the second row forwards. You're going to make a lot of money out of these six guys. Um, will you make the scores necessary to combat the likes of Fafita and Cam Murray? Probably not. Obviously, not that amount, but you're just going to be sort of watching those guys, hoping they don't go too big, I guess. Yeah.
0: Can't have them all, which I keep telling myself. At a halfback, Sam Walker. So, he, uh, much like you, I'm going Sam Walker. Uh, although not having Nathan Cleary, I'm going Jerome Hughes. Um, that Panthers by round three, I just considered that. And I think if I'm not having Nico and I'm not having Cleary, it has to be Hughes. I thought about Moses. But I just think Hughes has some nice fixtures there. They have the Titans, the Tigers, the Bulldogs uh, in, I think it's rounds three to five. There's some games we've set up nicely. Hughes for mine, Sam Walker, rather than Cleary as well. All of these points considered, I think he will outscore Cleary in those first three weeks. Just points. Um, yep. Obviously has that extra game over Cleary. If I need to get to round four and trade boost, or and it's, it's an easy enough downgrade for mine to go... These two halves, Walker and Hughes uh, and maybe Robson and cash out and go to Cleary, uh, potentially Hines if I can make it work and a Sunny Luke and just juggle that cheapy. Like I'm going to have to downgrade somewhere, but for mine, I'm playing for points early, so I want to be with Sam Walker.
1: Yeah, I like the, the theory here. I think in the second row, you've played sort of the long game. But here you kind of played the points and you really you're targeting these guys with great fixtures in the coming weeks. So yeah, I mean as long as you have the plans in place to get to the likes of Clear and Hines if you want to, this looks pretty good for the next couple of weeks.
0: I think so. We always have plans, but then they get thrown out the window pretty quick, don't they? In Supercoach. Uh, at 5'8". Now, this is another point I which I want to just want to say. Like I've gone the the wide pod route here. Tommy Dearden and AJ Brimson. I'm just going ceiling. I think Brimson at 673k can offer more than, it's controversial perhaps, than than a Dewey or than a a Burton, even without the goal kicking. I just think his ability to line break, tries this, and Foran's going to go to him down that left. I can just see it. So happy to be with Brimson, happy to be with Dearden. And thinking about that trade boost and planning for the first three to six to nine weeks, finding those three-week blocks... Brimson's jewel at at five eighth could be crucial if I have to sell Teddy. Come to buy round three, put Brimson down. There's there's way to get Munster, you know, as these storm fixtures start to warm up. That Brimson jewel, it's massive. I I encourage everyone to go look at Brimson as a serious option.
1: I do like that last point there, the the jewel aspect. Um, that can really come in handy later in in the piece. But yeah, you've got some massive pods here. Um. Dewey's 26% owned, Burton's 28% owned, and Munster's 16% owned. And then your yeah. two are both 3% owned. So you're yeah. really going to have in with these two spots, I guess it's boom or bust. But I think they'll both go well. So I don't think it's going to blow up in your face. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just different line of thinking, I guess. It's exciting. It's exciting.
0: I want to be there Sunday night, you know, Tigers, Titans, and I'll be riding it hard. I'll be whipping Brimson down the straight like bloody Maccabi Diva in the – Many a, a Melbourne Cup. Anyway, uh, in the centre wings, I've sort of gone I've gone one out and out gun here, Valentine Holmes. I haven't found the cash to get Meanie. I would have loved to have had Meanie. Again, looking at fixtures, looking at uh, the way the season sets up, I've found way for Joseph Suali'i, 590k. He's about 12k cheaper than Daniel Tupo. I probably would have preferred Tupo, but just couldn't make it work. Uh, and my cheapies uh, are like yours, Sunua. Sania Taruva uh, and Paul Alamotti gets the start for me this week with Braden Williami, uh, Khan Pereira, Will Warbrick on my bench. I just think playing fixtures this week, I probably want to be with Taruva and Alamotti ahead of those others.
1: Yep, so similar to me, I guess you've got two guns and five cheapies. Yeah. Um, I've seen a few other teams doing similar. I think this year, I know we can get caught up in recency bias, but I just feel like there's so many cheap CTWs this year. Yeah. And it'd be crazy not to have most of them, uh, financially, sort of speaking. So mm. I agree with you. Adela Motti, I went Warbrick ahead, but who knows, really. They'll probably both get 30. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so won't matter. With think, your story, could you on. not go from Pelé to that other cheapie at the Dogs and then get Tupo? Or was that not going to yeah. work? Yeah,
0: no, potentially. Potentially, yeah. I mean, it's an option. I just maybe... Maybe Pelé just has more security. I don't know. I hadn't heard of Tanner until today, honestly. So, um, yeah. So, well, he's definitely someone who I want to be playing with for parts of this season. Uh, game against the Dolphins round one looks like one of those games I don't want to miss out on. Uh, and as, that's the reason why at fullback I've captained James Desco. I think he will be a very popular captain pick this week. And as I've already given away, Scotty Drinkwater at fullback. Now, I have seen some hate from the Whisperer for Scotty Drinkwater. Stay away from my man. Um, Drinky could be Dalian this year. I know I've heard that on Bloke, but I think I've just been massive on him. I drafted him pick 10 in our league at the weekend, for whatever that matters. He has the game. He has the career trajectory that this could be his year. I want to be with him. He plays round 1 to 15. He could be the guy this year.
1: Yeah, you've made a huge case for him, haven't you? Um, 10th in our draft was pretty early. I reckon oh, that's next right 19 I think he could have waited till 19. Yeah. I don't think anyone else would have got him. No. But, okay, well, anyway. Teddy, captain, I agree. I think he'll be the most popular captain of the week. Yeah. So you're probably in in the money there. Uh, who's your vice, sorry? You've got Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Yeah. But you don't have a loophole plan in place, no. really. No. So it's probably Teddy. But you'd have to think Teddy's going pretty well on a Sunday other up there. Yeah, look, I, I like your team. You've got five Cowboys playing this week. So similar to my Melbourne Storm, you know, you'd be wanting them to go well. But uh, other than that, yeah. I like the balance of it.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Cowboys, yeah, much like I think I stacked the Roosters this time last year and I was just purely focused on round one, uh, that game against the Knights they had at the SCG. I just thought it was a, f- a cricket score, you know, 50 nil in waiting. It wasn't the case. It burned my season. But this obviously has round one focus, but I'm happy to be with the Cowboys for 15 weeks. So... Um, Count me in for all of them there. Um, That leaves us, we'll we'll leave that there in terms of our teams. As we say, one more plug, uh, get us on the socials at supercoach365, uh, our final teams at Thursday when it comes to that. Now, Tommy, we're going to get into some listener Q&As. We're just about wrapping this up, but we wanted to try something different this week. Um, We're throwing open the line and we're going to do this every week and we'll see how many of you want to get involved. We've only had a couple come in via the audio message this week, but Jack Murdoch, Uh, He has, uh, like the Dolphins, making history this weekend. Jack Murdoch will make history right now. He's the first person to send a voice message to us that's going to get on the podcast. Jack Murdoch, congratulations to you. He has this question. um, I don't know if he's talking draft or classic here. We'll discuss at the end, but it's definitely worth consideration.
1: Hey, boys. Tarpenny, Carrigan, or Tino. Pick two. Cheers, boys.
0: Well, there you have it. History made here on the podcast. Uh, Jack Murdoch, he says, Tino. Did he see? T- did he say Carrigan? I'm gonna have to listen to that yeah. again. Tino yeah. tar- tar- Tarpane, or Carrigan? Let's just listen to that one more time. Boys, I think so. Tarpenny, Carrigan, or Tino? Yeah, he did. Pick two. Cheers, Sorry, boys. Sorry, I've wrote it in the wrong order. It's thrown me here. But picking two of these three. Look, the the big boppers, the point scorers up front. Pick two of them for me, Tommy.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say Carrigan is my first cab off the rank uh, i think he's going to take over at broncos as the leader of their pack he's gonna do a lot of work this year it's half the other one tino or half i oh i'm gonna get go tino just
0: as much as i love carrigan i'm going the other two just purely because of their their dual position status it just comes in handy at different stages okay speaking of history making let's follow that up with uh, an even better one here from blake stevens who got involved uh, this is what blake had to ask
1: Hey, lads, love the podcast. Just wondering if you had five players for the year to pick, what would be your top five players or must-haves players of the year?
0: So there you have it. Uh, Our top five players of the year or our top five must-haves. Look, they could be very different things, but um, our top five must-haves. Let's go must-haves for round one. That's why we're here. Everyone's here for round one. Who are your top five must-haves? I'm
1: going to go Harry Grant, must-have. I think Hopgood. At the price is probably a must have. Yep. Uh with hines out, I'm gonna say Cleary. Controversial okay. maybe. Holmes and Turbo.
0: I'm a bit worried because I don't have about two or three of those ones you just said, so <laughs> um must have for mine. Well,
1: I could be wrong, so it doesn't
0: matter. No, you could be. Um you were very good last year though at Supercoach. So I'm I'm a bit hesitant now. Uh mine, I'm going Teddy. I think you wanna be starting with him, definitely. Uh, Hopgood would be there I think Wilton is there I think Welch is in consideration and for argument's sake I'll say Harry Grant as well although others are going Robson and Cheese but I'm, yeah, you and I both we both agree on Harry Grant just a set and forget there at number nine okay that's the last of our audio Uh, We're going to get stuck into some of these others on Instagram, but we encourage you guys, if you want to get a a part of the podcast, um, something different, we'd love to hear your voices this year. So find us uh, in the DMs. We'll try and get uh, a couple of more of those in ahead of round two. Adam Blundell, big fan of the show. He says, Happy New Year, boys. Uh, Thoughts on starting with Nico Hines so we don't have to burn a trade? I'm saying a massive no. I can't justify it.
1: No, I don't think so. Even though trades go pretty quick, I'd like to think 46 trades is enough to not have to have someone like Heinz on your bench
0: yep and we think it's a one week injury but come next Tuesday if he's not named then it's a two week injury he has a buy in round six so he's out for three of the first six weeks you can't be giving yourself a million dollar handicap to start the year uh, the tool dad says are we starting with Heinz I think we just answered that question uh Massimo Mastrelli. I love this guy. He says, Any love for Cohen Hess at front row forward? And we spoke about this, didn't we? Uh, dual position eligible, 400k, plays in a good team and looks like you'll play 80. Look, there's plenty of reasons to start with Cohen Hess there. You're probably going to have to sacrifice a Cotter or a. You took a Mano in your case. Uh, not for me, but I can see the
1: merit in it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I quite like him. I took him in draft and I was pretty happy to get him. Yeah. I don't know how long he'll be on the edge for, though. Because once Lukey comes back, I think maybe Hess won't be there. But hey, for for now, four hundred k is a good price for him. Adam Hobbs says Maxi King big minutes.
0: Uh, that's a question. Sounds like a statement, but uh, big minutes for Max King. We think.
1: Yeah, I'm. I don't have him, but I, I reckon he's a good buy. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, we saw it last year, didn't we? He comes on and he's got a bit of footy about him. Like he has that offload. Uh, I remember a game at at, uh, ComBank against the Tigers. I think it was about June last year. See how my mind remembers this shit? I can't remember what's on the shopping list, but I remember Max King had a tri-assist in June against the West Tigers last year. Um, Phenomenal. No, so, um, yeah, anyway, I just think Max King, he he has more in him than other props around the price. Yes, big minutes, big tick. Uh, Rugby League uh, says KP or Walker. I'm thinking this would be uh, Cody Walker. KP or Walker and Wilton or Egan Butcher. I want the two Roosters more, but I have to buy, uh, you know, considering the buy has Teddy and Cheese, so on, so on. Uh, Sorry, that's Sam Walker. It must be then KP and Sam Walker or Wilton. Uh, What do you make of that? Roosters buy. I guess that's the takeaway from that. Roosters buy. How much of a consideration does it need to be?
1: I'm keen on Sam Walker. Um, Their first few weeks are really good. Dolphins and home to Warriors. As a goal-kicking, cheaper halfback, I reckon he's almost a must-have at this stage of the year. And I'd go Wilton over Egan Butcher just because I think I know what I'm going to get from Wilton more than I do with Egan.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, beautiful. Uh next question here. Let's skip through a couple of these. A couple of about Calen Ponger. Don't even don't even talk to me about Calen Ponger. I want <laughs> nothing to do with him. Dylan Frazier, captaincy option. Uh Dil, we're gonna put this on our Instagram. I think I'm going Teddy at the moment. Uh Tommy is with Tommy Turbo, so we'll do our full captaincy call. There's a couple of other options there, Adam Dewey, even last game of the round. Probably not the worst shout. Uh who should he captain? Uh this is W V underscore W A H. Says, who should I captain for round one? Now, Heinz is out. Uh, Again, check the Instagram. Shanley1911 says, is Turbo a must? You're thinking a big yes to this, Tommy.
1: I think so. Um, Other than Grant, he was my next first pick. Like, this time of last year is well over a million dollars. Now he's 577. I don't know. How do you say no to him, Really? I know you don't have him at the moment, but you must admit there's a good chance 5 p.m. on Saturday you're going to be sitting there licking your wound. I'll be shitting myself.
0: I just think maybe I'm reading too much into that round to buy. It's also a reason why I've cut Schuster. Like, yes, you've got Like there. He's ready to come back at some point. But I just... If I can have drink water there for at least another week, plus then Origin. like if he's fit, he's going to be playing Origin. like... I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on buys and keeping trades rather than chasing points. Although, again, I'm massive on drinking, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Next question here, and we'll do a couple more here. Uh, Bosco Harris 14, who is the better option, Dury or Bryce Cartwright? I guess who keeps the spot when Maddo's back, importantly? Who do you Mm. think?
1: It's a good question, hey, because this is like – a lot of people would be thinking about this tonight, Dury yep. or Cartwright, and yep. Probably not the names you'd expect to be mulling over, usually. But if you want to take it seriously, they probably are important names at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Sean Lane will come back on the left, definitely. So I think you'd rather be on the guy who's going to play right, maybe? Because I don't know where maddo will come back. Yeah. Well, that's true. That and,
0: and Maddow has been playing through the middle, like back in the last year off the bench. So... I think Lane definitely is a lock that left side. Dury was the yeah. right guy, right, right edge in the trial, and he was always ahead of Cartwright. Like, I think Cartwright's only come into consideration as of this week. So,
1: Yeah, maybe Dury. And how many times has Cartwright burnt us on Supercoach in the past five years? <laughs> Too many. All right, one more question here to finish us off.
0: Uh, Dan Sharpie says, Val Holmes or Mulatalo?
1: I like them both, but Val, with the Cowboys run, goal kicking, I think has to be Val has to be Val for mine as well Uh, let's round it out with
0: that one I think that was a a big episode tonight to kick us off biggest episode of the year now before you go as we always say follow us on the socials at supercoach365 that's where you'll get us Uh, Facebook Instagram Twitter and before you go as well reminded join our SC365 overall group 749794 749794 at $250 to the winner of that one courtesy of topsport.com.au Tommy, massive episode, big thank you to you looking forward to
1: the footy this week Absolutely can't wait, Uh, captain's call tonight team updates on Instagram tomorrow as well so big 24 hours in Supercoach world Stick around for those
0: as well at supercoach365 on the socials as we say Massive episode, thanks for joining us tonight look forward to you, same place, same time next week, see you then